Hi, welcome to Three Dog Yoga. You're listening to a 45-minute flow class. When you're ready, grab a mat and let's get started. Hey, good morning. Hello, hello. All right. It's good to see everyone. Let's do a quick sound check. Are you there? Excellent. We got good Saturday morning sleepy faces on. Um, I like that. We're gonna, we're gonna, hey, look at that. It's Billy Kingsborough in the house. Do you have a show today? Is today the show? You do? Come on the mic and tell us where it is so we can all just uh, randomly uh, show up. Cornerstone in Sonoma from 12 to 3. Bring your, uh, bring your kids, bring your dogs. It's free. There's uh, uh, outdoor wood fire pizzas, a garden. It's great. Very okay. Sonoma County. Awesome. He said wood fired pizza at Cornerstone and it's a free concert with Kingsboro. Um, if you're not doing anything at 12 o'clock, I suggest you like, like we got to wrap this thing up so we can get ready to go out there. Really cool. Excellent. Until then, we're going to play with Crow today. And uh, this is a moment where you cue Lauren Hill, everything is everything, because we're going to look at Crow through Down Dog. And yeah, I know, right? Arm balances are fascinating parts of yoga because they encompass so much of, of what we do. We have, to, we have to reorient ourselves to be on our hands and feel our body in new ways. So we're going to play with some, some ways. Usually I tell you that crow is child's pose stacked on chaturanga. Today I'm going to tell you it's down dog. Magic kids, we're going to start on your back though and grab a block. So you're going to need a block or something that you can place between your knees. So if you don't have a block, no big deal. Maybe you got something um, that could serve as a block if you uh, can think quickly. Lie down in constructive rest with the block between your knees on its most narrow side. So once you're there, you'll just pause and you don't need to squeeze the block. We're not trying to uh, work real hard yet. We will. Um, Right now, you're just going to feel the activation when you have that block between your knees. There's a subtle activation of inner thigh, pelvic floor, lower abdominals that's just going to happen because you're not dropping the block. Right? Just like, just by not dropping it, you're activating. Start to breathe in steady rhythm. You've got that awareness that you have a block between your knees as you're breathing. Right, so. And that's the complete exercise here. Staying in touch with the rhythm of your breath. And through that muscular activation that's present, you stay aware of the fact that you're holding a block with your knees. I'm going to change that a little bit. On your exhale, you're going to hug that block with your knees. Feel what happens up the chain of legs, pelvic floor, and lower abdominals. And then when you inhale, ease up the pressure on the block. When you exhale, you'll do it again. Hug the block and paying attention there to what happens up the chain. What happens to your low back when you're hugging the block? 
I just want to like remind everyone it's a hug. Uh, not we're not juicing it. You don't have to like struggle with it. It's not the thigh master exercise, but it's a deep hug. It's a good hug. As I've told you before, it's an Aunt Francis hug. If you don't have an Aunt Francis, I'll give you mine. She's like all of five foot one and hugged you like she was going to juice you, uh, but just short of, of anything actually bursting in your body. My little brother, when he was about seven, <laughs> looked at me. He said, brace yourself. Francis is coming. <laughs> that tells you a lot about my brother, too. One more of these, so hug the block deeply and feel what goes on, inner thighs, pelvic floor, lower abdomen, low back. Then ease up that work on the block and you know, pick up your feet, keep the block between your knees. We're gonna flip it so it's on its medium side. You can figure that one out for yourself, I'm sure, capable people. Now, your teacher may have told you that you never put the block like this between your knees. Um, your teacher's been wrong about other things. Uh, what we're doing here, we're separating the knees more in line with where they would be for crow. Not quite, but uh, we're letting the leg bone separate. When you hug the block, it's going to feel a little different. That's cool. Keep that. You're going to curl your upper body up, reach for your front wall. So a little, little abdominal exercise here, or a lot of abdominal exercise. Then you're going to release that, reach your arms back behind you. So it's as if we were doing those uh, curl in and reach outs, but you're going to keep the legs steady. Curl up and reach the arms. And then lower down. And the whole time you're keeping your knees stacked above your hips, and the knees hugging in on that block at its medium setting. One more of those. Exhale, curl up, reach for the front wall. Inhale, slowly down. Pause, take the block on its widest setting between the knees. This is gonna be even more like crow. And you bring your feet together, even more like crow. And, and now you've got some different sensation of work when you hug the knees and onto the block. And go again, you're gonna reach your arms at center as you exhale, reach up, hands together between the legs and then keep the hands together as you extend back. Curl up, reach for your thumb. Keep the knees stuck right over the hips, hugging the block. One more of those. Curl up, reach for your thumb. while breathe all the way out. Feel what happens to the low belly, low back when you do. Then undo that. Down to your back. Take the block away, thank God. Or whoever you want to thank there, John Bonham, you know, Shiva, whoever. Hands and knees together, just gonna let the knees rock side to side and then some circles of the leg bones. And then back at center, arms out to the side, knees side to side in belly twisting pose. And if you want, place the block on its narrow side again, between your knees. Now for this purpose, you want the block on its narrow side because going wide won't give you any range of motion in uh, belly twisting pose. 
which is why your teacher says always put it on its narrow side here, um, unless you're trying to do something else. One more round through. Back to center. Knees to nose, nose to knees, take the block away. If you were getting that extra credit, uh, now it's time to, to put it down. Rock up and back, make your way around to down dog. And pause there with attention to hands and feet. Hands about shoulder distance apart, feet about hip distance apart. Press your hands down and forward. Press your feet down and out. This is how we usually approach that uh, activation of down dog. Legitimate, good reason for it. Feel what you feel when feet press down and out. Hands press down and forward and the arms hug in as if you had that block between your forearms. And you're trying to stretch them out apart with your feet. One breath in. One breath out. Down to your knees. Sit back to child's pose. Let yourself curl over your legs. Let your head rest. Pause, breathe. It may shock you to learn that that's not the only way to activate your down dog. Shocking. So come on up to hands and knees, catch the block again. And for now, we're going to take the block on its narrow side, high up on the inner thigh. So as close to your pelvis as you're comfortable getting the block on its narrow side. As long as the legs can uh, hold it, you don't need to hug, you don't need to, to do any squeezing at this point. You want it to be that same way that we had it in the beginning where you're awake and aware to the fact that you're holding a block between your legs, but you're not having to do a lot of excess work. Tuck toes, come up to down dog. Your feet will be at the distance that allow you to keep that block. So for most of us, maybe closer than hip distance, depends. Let you find yours. And now we're going to press the hands down and out. Reach your pinky and ring fingertip, like pressing out toward the side edges of your mat as you press thumb and first finger knuckle down. So now you feel the arms moving outward. Hug the block now so you're, you're really squeezing in on it. Press the heels down toward the floor. They don't need to get there. Your knees do not need to be straight, but they could. And hug the block and squeeze the legs in. Press the hands down and forward, and then add that element of out. Instead of hugging the arms in, press the arms out, feel the back broaden. Breath in. And breath out. Hands press down and out, legs press in. We've achieved the crow in down dog. 
what? It'll make sense later, I think. I, I'm not gonna promise, but uh, you know, I'm pretty sure. Take this into a shift forward to a high plank. As you get to the high plank, draw long through your body and squeeze the block. And then press back to down dog. When you get to the down dog, give a squeeze on the block again. And if you're uh, without block, you can just be pretending all of this. Imaginary block is, it will work just as well. But you got to keep your imagination turned on. Man, that's a secret life. You got to keep your imagination turned on and, and like tuned in, creating good things. One more. Press the floor, squeeze the block. And returning to your down dog, pause, set your gaze between your feet, contemplate your breath and nothing else. All right. And then some fun if you want it. You're going to try jumping forward with the block, or you're going to take the block away and step forward in a sensible way. Uh, if you want to be unsensible, insensible, not sensible, go ahead, jump forward with the block. Then we'll meet up in Ragdoll, and uh, and you can lose the block for Ragdoll. I'm still trying to figure out that nonsensible, unsensible, insensible. I don't know. Nonsensical is more the the word I'm looking for. Release your hands to the mat and on fingertips. Let your shoulders roll. So you're doing upside down shoulder rolls, upside down flash dance shoulders. Let your head go, turn a little side to side. One inhale, draw your heart forward. I'm gonna walk the feet together. Exhale, fold down and in, bend your knees and curl over your legs. So you're making a standing child's pose. Even if you could straighten your legs, you're going more toward that standing child's pose. Press into your feet on an inhale. We're going to reach to standing, mountain pose, extend. And then hands to heart center. And pause, samastiti. And you take a few breaths in and out here just to achieve full inhale and exhale rhythm. If you prefer, you can think about taking uh, some silent ohms here. So letting the, the mouth take the shape, envisioning the vocal cords, making that sound, the sound that reverberates in the mouth and that we end with the joining together the lips. If you have space in your home at this point, wherever you are to actually sing, go for it. Just tuning up with full breath. Full disclosure, I've been doing silent old meditation for a while. And if you haven't tried it, I highly suggest it. We're going to keep the rhythm and move into sane. 
Inhale, reach up. Then exhale, bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hand, step back, high to low push-up. Hug the memory of the block there. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Excellent. Breathe out, down dog. When you get to down dog, hands down and out and hug the memory of the block with the legs. Look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, fold. Full breath in as you reach to standing. Squeeze your legs, hug the memory of the block. And exhale, bow. As you bow, get that standing child's pose element, that rounding over bent knees. Then elongate, half lift, hug the memory of the block. Plant your hands, make your way back high or low push-up. Upward facing dog. Down dog, hands down and out. Legs hug the memory of that block. Look forward, walk or lightly hop. Press your feet down, breathe in. and breathe out. Breathe in, reach up. Breathe out, fold. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands, high or low push up. Press the hands down, slightly out. Hug the legs in like you got the block there. Breathe in. Yes. Breathe all the way out. Pause here, hands down and out. Feet press down. Legs hug the memory of that block. And lift your heels up. I'm going to tiptoe about halfway up the mat. Don't freak out. Big toes touch. Lift your heels as high as they go. Then bring the heels together. You know, imagine holding a sheet of paper between your heels. Really press in on it. Keep it. What well, that does up the chain of the legs. And then bend your knees down. So we're going to about halfway down. Hips are hovering about halfway down. And then... Press your feet into the floor, pull your abdominals in and bow, squeeze the legs together like trying to get the knees together, either hugging a tennis ball or a sheet of paper, depending on uh, how close your knees get. And then knees out to the side again. Inhale, you're going to take the hips about halfway down. Exhale, press your heels together, press the legs together. Maybe your knees touch, maybe they don't. That has more to do with your skeleton than anything else, uh, but they're hugging in when they do. And 
two more like this. Hands are on the floor, press them down and out. Hug your heels together, squeeze your legs in, abdominals in and up. One more. Press your heels together, squeeze the legs together, activate up through low belly, navel of the spine, and then all the way down. And you're gonna let this just kind of sink. Just go ahead and let this become the thing that the teacher tells you not to do when we're actually trying to do the, the, the pose. But you're gonna let your heels stay together, but without having to press them together and walk your hands out way out in front of you. Let your head drop. So sometimes called sleeping crow. I think that's something that like was invented in Santa Monica in the 90s, honestly, but um, so be it. And lift your hips up, walk your feet forward, and get another ragdoll where you just let the weight sway side to side from foot to foot. And your hips move around, get some relief from that uh, deep work of the frog kriya. Everyone felt that frog kriya is deep work, correct? Is that true? Yes. Oh, good. Excellent. Yeah. Everyone out there saying, hey, welcome home. Glad you're back. <laughs> go back to ireland <laughs> and this time not so much buttered toast <laughs> i learned a lot of things in ireland one of them is that i cannot be left alone with um carry butter and a toaster like and the endless supply of bread that happens at irish breakfast because then there's like guinness later and like you're eating the exact same thing <laughs> Release your hands. We're going to bring your feet together again. And in case you missed this, for those few moments we had relief, heels together, feet pressed together. You're going to crouch down and we're going to crouch as low down as you can. So low down, like the Boz Skaggs version of this. Press your heels together and feel a buoyancy in your hips that you get from pressing your heels together. Then stop pressing the heels together and feel what happens to the hips. Press the heels together. What happens is you're paying attention, you're listening to your body, then stop pressing the heels together. So something happens when you press your heels together, correct? Is that true? Are there thumbs that can assess to that? Is it down or up? Up. Okay, cool. Keep that. Walk your arms back to your knees. Right? And you don't ever have to come up out of this positioning here, but hug the knees in like you were holding that wide block again. So your heels are pressing together like they've got a sheet of paper. Your knees are hugging to your arms. You got the block sensation. Hands are gonna press down and out. So find the ring and pinky fingertip, press them out. So that's getting the arms and legs to join. Right there, arms pressing out, legs pressing in action. You can keep that. But chances are, if you're doing that and you're pressing your heels together, your feet are getting kind of light. Right, look forward right, and get that kind of uh, gaze point out in front of you somewhere on the floor. You got heels pressing, knees pressing in, arms pressing out. And those actions together, rock your weight as much into your hands as you're comfortable with. If your feet are getting kind of light and you want to take them up, do. But this is that 
wait to feel what you feel in your body. Right? If your feet feel light, allow your weight to rock even further forward and just take on that, that movement toward crow, right? The, the fine balance, right? There is the uh, weight into crow where you can just kind of scramble up into it. But as we refine our practice, right? It's more about that listening and knowing what's going on in your body. Are the feet light or are the feet heavy? And if they're heavy still, that's totally fine. Work on hugging the heels together, squeezing the knees in, pressing the arms out. And then we'll release that and bring feet together, press them down into the mat, rise up to standing mountain pose, elongate. And we drive the heels down, ball the big toe down, lengthen through your body. Exhale and bow. Bend at your knees, send your hip crease back, release down. Child's pose, right? then halfway lift. Well, it's not child's pose, but standing child's pose, I guess. But everything is everything. Plant your hands, step back. High to low push. Breathe in, upward facing dog. And breathe out, down dog. Inhale, take your right leg up and back behind you, which is just probably really the only time we've ever really liked three-legged dog is after crow, just kind of opposite action. Get that and then bend the knee, knee to center of your chest, step up between your hands. And since we have a block, Catch it, half moon, which is like the, the opposite of crow. Everything's moving out in all directions. Uh, if you like, you bend the knee, you catch the foot. Breath in. Exhale, you know, release it, fold forward. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, bow forward. Rest your feet down, breathe in, reach up to standing mountain pose. And exhale, we'll fold. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands high or low push-up, something like it. Upward facing dog, breathe in. Down dog, breathe all the way out. When you get to down dog, just uh, the memory of that hands down and out, legs hugging in. Then left leg up and back behind and enjoy that opposite action. The legs moving away from one another. Bend knee, hip open. Then we're gonna square that up, knee in toward your chest. Look forward as you do as you're lengthening your spine. Step the left foot forward, catch block in your left hand, half moon. Again, this is spreading out after the hugging and steady breath pace, even if it's been missing for a while. 
and with an exhale, bow. Inhale, we'll reach up, mountain pose. Nice. Exhale, fold. Bend the knees, send your hips back, good. Breathe in, lift halfway. High or low push-up, press your hands down slightly out. Hug the memory of the block with the legs. Breathe in. Upward facing dog, your version thereof. And down dog, breathe all the way out. We're gonna step the right foot forward, turn the back foot flat, warrior one. And then open out, warrior two. Press your feet down. Bring the sensation of the front foot's on a boat, back foot's on a dock, and you're pulling the boat to the dock. So that same action of leg bones moving in, like you're hugging the leg bones into their sockets. Breath here. You're gonna press the front foot down and forward to straighten the leg. It doesn't need to go all the way straight, but it's straighter, and then into triangle. Good. And a block, if you, since we've already got one, go for it. Nice thing to have here. And we're gonna focus in on the legs again. We're gonna press them out away from each other. So back foot back, front foot forward. Not how we always do triangle, but a way to do it. Contrasting it with that action we just did in word two. With the front foot pressing forward, pull the front hip crease back. Right. So front foot moves forward and the hip crease moves back. Then your heart forward. So that, that, that hip crease is, is the, the full length of the side body involved because it goes back and heart goes forward. You feel your right side get longer. You might take your block forward to get even more of that. Check in with your head, right? I check your head in general, like your, like your brain, but check in with where your head's lining up, how your neck's doing. Your breath in. And as you breathe out, we're gonna bend the front knee, come up to just an easy light warrior two, hands to hips, turn to the side that you like for straddle. Lift up and bow forward. Fairly non-technical pose here, but feet on one track, toes pointing to the side edge of your mat or heels slightly out. And walk your hands to the mat or to blocks, have them flat. Feet press down and out. And in this one, with your hands on the floor on blocks, hug your elbows in. So more the uh, the usual, the chaturanga. Make sure your elbows are stacked right over your hands. If you're on forearms or something like that, you need to be due. But otherwise, where we've got the, the arms at right angles, this is moving you toward uh, tripod headstand. We're not going there. I'm just gonna say that because we're like all not in the same room and I can't like come over there and hold you up if, if something happens. But hands are flat on the floor, your elbows are stacked over your hands. And if uh, if that's not a thing for you, no big deal, but that's what you're working toward in the straddle. And 
why? Well, it doesn't form like chaturanga and, and things like that and tripod heads in. But it also gives you something to do with your whole body, right? Because usually like this could just be, eh, I'm hanging out in a straddle, non-technical pose, don't need to think about it. Give your hands a placement, give the arms an action. Doesn't need to be a, a tough action, but you're involved like 100%. Next inhale, you can draw your heart forward, come up to stand, and we'll turn toward the front for pyramid. And that takes feet wide for this one. Like in the like, spirit of you bought that whole mat, use the whole mat, like take them out wide, a little wider than hip distance, lift up and bow forward. As you bow, you might consider spinning your back heel up. For many of us, that's uh, it's not going to change the dynamic of the the forward fold on the front leg. And, but for some of us, it's gonna help deepen that forward fold in the front leg. And uh, for a lot of us with sacroiliac joint stuff, I'll leave it there stuff, uh, lifting the back heel is just gonna be a really good idea all the time, right? If you feel pyramid at that space around your sacrum, definitely try spinning your back heel up. You wanna feel pyramid more in the, the back of the right leg. Let your head drop, breathe in. Breathe all the way out. On your inhale, draw your heart forward, plant your hands, step back, high to low push-up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Press your hands down, press your feet down. Win that arm wrestling competition with the legs. Down dog, breathe out. Left foot forward, back foot flat for warrior one. The best kind of warrior one, the momentary one. Open up, warrior two. We're going to be here a bit though. So you've got uh, the sensation like you're trying to wrinkle the mat up between your feet or back foot on a dock, front foot on a boat. Leg bones moving in toward the pelvis. Same action as crow. The legs are just in a different positioning. That action is there. Probably uh, getting fairly used to that action, um, the sensation of it, and fairly tired of it, to be honest. If you're getting to the point where you're getting kind of tired of pulling leg bones in, you've been doing this right. Change that action by pressing the front foot down and forward, straightening the leg to a degree, hinge in a triangle. Keep pressing your front foot down and forward. So heel into the mat, ball the big toe into the mat. Use that to press the left hip back. And then your back foot's going to press towards the back of the mat, just like you scrub the mat back. And that elongates the, the right side body. The top side, we'll go with that. Then as you're pulling the left hip crease back, draw your heart forward and elongate your left side body, the bottom side in this particular arrangement. So again, kind of counterposing here, the crow, where we're, we're curling the spine, we're hugging in, energy's moving to that kind of fine balance of hugging. Now energy moving outward in all directions. Limbs straightening, reaching. Next exhale, bend your front knee, 
or two, and then turn to the side for straddle. This time, uh, feet wide apart, hands to the mat, and we're gonna go with uh, the upper body as if you're doing plank. And so just to get that dialed in, that your, your hands are there like a high plank, your body, the torso, like high plank. Then you're gonna walk your feet as far apart as they will let you. Right, so that means uh, you're not getting into any ankle compression or stretch that feels bad. If your ankles feel bad, walk in. Uh, same thing with the knee joint. If the knee joint feels bad, walk in. Right. You're getting to a point where the inner thighs are starting to talk to you and, and they're kind of concerned, right? Then you're probably in the right place. Right. They're kind of concerned about how long you're gonna be here. You've, you've reached the right place. Check if your head, Make sure you're looking straight down, that the head is aligned like you would for a plank, right? If the head's dropping in this particular pose, press your hands down, lift the back of your head. Imagine balancing that surfboard from sacrum, rib cage, back of the head. Keep that, that's gonna keep the core body engaged more and uh, in the way that you want it to so that your inner thighs don't have to be that concerned that you might uh, One more breath here. Then you'll start to walk your feet into something more reasonable. I'll bend to the knees, come up to stand. We're gonna to turn toward the front of the mat. We'll walk the feet into that wide pyramid. So just a little wider than hip distance with the legs. Lift up and bow. You've got yeah. ability to lift the back heel, just spin the back leg more in line with the hip, more, more neutral there. If it's helpful for you, keep it. If the other way was more helpful, keep that. If you walked too wide, walk your back in. Press your front foot down. Press the hip crease back. Let the spine take on again that quality of standing child's pose. Everything is everything. On an inhale, walk your hands forward, draw your heart forward. Press the hands down, step back high or low push up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Look forward, walker lightly hop to your hands. Sit down onto your back, no block required. But if you want it, bring it with you. Wouldn't be a bad idea. If you are going to use a block, slide it up between the inner thighs as close to the pelvis as is comfortable for your body on uh, its narrow side or hold it between your knees on its medium side. Uh, one or the other, you find your own way that your feet can be about hip distance apart. Right? And then you either have a block or you have a memory of that block. Uh, we had the inhale exhale rhythm going in the beginning. 
where that exhale lets you hug in a little more on the block and draw navel to spine and you felt the low back probably descend toward the floor. Remember that like eight years ago in the beginning of practice? And do that again, either with block or with the memory of. Mostly, uh, instead of our awareness being in the inner thigh action like it is for crow, that deep abdominal action, the low back descending toward the floor on your exhale, light lift on the inhale, you'll feel that. And then you'll follow that into bridge or wheel. Right, so next exhale, you get a little hug in on the block, the low back descends, but the hips start to lift. And then you let that continue on up into whatever back bend you choose. Your breath in here. Breath out. Two more like that. Then next exhale, slowly release down. If you have that block, you'll just let it go. Say, say thank you for, for your help there and get out. Supdabadakanasana will bring hands to thighs. So you've got hands at the top of the thigh, right around the hip crease. When you inhale, press the thigh muscle away from the hip and then just stay like that. Breathe for st steady rhythm and peace of mind. But you're pressing the thigh away from the hip. So you're trying to make the, the leg bones a little space in the hip socket. Nothing's going to move there. It's going to stay in the hip socket, but just freeing up the space around. And then Soften the work of the hands, bring knees together, press your feet down. You're gonna pick up your hips, slide them over to the right, place them down, knees over to the left. A deep twist here. And if you have some other things you wanna do with the legs uh, that you prefer the leg positioning, go for it. If uh, you're not sure what I'm talking about, you could bend the right knee more deeply into the chest, catch the right foot in the left hand, extend the leg. You could extend the leg without catching it. You could also move yourself back toward the usual uh, one-legged twist we do. If you are extending the leg, press through the heel. Bend the knee, unwind yourself, come back center up. That's picking up your hips and sliding them to the center line. And then just adjusting your rib cage and your head so that you know you're well aligned at center before we go uh, to what we'll do next, which is press your feet down, lift your hips, slide them over to the left, and let the knees move over to the right. Then again, like here, simple twist. You can feel that by moving the hips over, we've got hips, ribs, head now on that center line of the mat. That's 
the the point of moving them over and then once you have that your favorite variation on this twist okay you can bend the left knee toward the chest that's going to let you catch the foot more easily and then straighten to the degree your leg wants you to Are straightening the leg, press the heel to the side wall. Then you'll bend the knee if it's straight, that is. Undo everything, unravel back to center, press your feet down, pick up your hips and slide them again back to center line. That will require readjusting rib cage and back of the head. Hug your knees in. Take happy baby or upturned frog, any other grounding pose for your hips that you enjoy. Something where you can get still and feel your breath. And we're in the kind of opposite of what we did in the beginning with the block between the knees and things we're moving in. Again, you're balancing that with ending with the legs moving out and wide. And let that slide out into Shavasana. And any shape you like there. Traditional Shavasana, the arms and legs away from the center line. And then I'll bring that image of uh, the, the mat being slightly raised right underneath your spine. So you, your mat has a little peak in it and you're laying down across that peak. The right side of the body drops heavy and away from that peak. Right leg, heavy. Right arm, heavy. The right side of the head, heavy. Skin of the face, just soft. Moving away from center at the right. Left leg heavy. The left arm heavy. The left side of the head heavy. And left side of the face soft. As if the muscles were moving down into the left. And that feeling of the central body the forehead center, the nose, the heart, navel. All life. Spaciousness along the, the skin, the arms and legs, the chest and abdominals. A few moments here to enjoy the body's full release in open space.
And then as you feel ready, Roll to your right side and make your way up to seated. And have a moment to lift and spread out. I'll bring hands together at heart center. Raise thumbs to forehead center, connecting body, heart, mind. Take a moment for a breath that's full, deep. It gives you a sense of being unhurried, able to listen. That was great work, y'all. Nicely done. Namaste. Super cool. Have a great day. Billy, have a great show. Everybody go to Cornerstone at noon. Thank you. See you there. You there. Leanne, especially you, go. <laughs> hey, And thank you for joining us here. We'd love to see you online in our Zoom. You can join us at 3dogyoga.com. And if you'd like to support this podcast, we're on patreon.com slash 3dogyoga. Thanks again for practicing with us. Namaste.